Welcome to Open Letters. I'm Owen Clements. Every episode we hear letters read aloud. The letters might be fiction, they might be non-fiction. They might be to people, places or things. They might be to you. This is our first episode in a while because we're busy recording more people reading more letters. Look out for some new episodes soon. Um, And speaking of, we'd really like to hear from you. If you'd like to be on an episode of Open Letters, use the voice recorder function on your phone, record yourself reading a letter and email it to openletterspodcast at gmail.com. It can be fiction or non-fiction, real or unreal, whatever you like. Uh, Email it to openletterspodcast at gmail.com. So we just have one letter for you today that I recorded over Christmas. Here you go. Reading a letter for us today is Claire Clements, my mother. Hi, Mum. Hi. (laughs) It feels so strange introducing you to other people just as my mother. It feels very strange being interviewed by my son. Um, So we normally start off by asking the person uh, reading a letter to tell us three things about themselves. So have you got three things you want to tell about yourself? Yes, certainly. Um, I live in Otley, West Yorkshire. Mm -hmm. I work as a childminder, which I absolutely love doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm really looking forward to a trip we're planning for next year. Um, We're planning to cycle in Vietnam, Cambodia, Mm -hmm. Thailand. Cool, very good. Um, And we're in Otley right now because we're at your house, your dining room table. Uh, Yes. And it's just after Christmas that we're recording this. Um, have you enjoyed Christmas? It's been fantastic, thank you. It's been really lovely having family back home and just spending time together. Good. Um, so, uh, what was the last letter that you sent through the post, if you can remember? Um, the last one I sent through the post was um, a letter to Auntie Doreen, mm-hmm. who's an aunt of my husband's that we only correspond with at Christmas. So I wrote, filling her in on all the family information mm-hmm. from the whole of 2016. <laughs> did you cram it into, was it like in a card or was it like a couple of sides of paper or how long did you it was have to take included to fit in? included in the Christmas card that we sent her. But I couldn't have fitted all the information onto <laughs> the card itself, so I enclosed a sheet of writing paper. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. I like that. Um, so it wasn't like a family newsletter. Have we ever done family newsletters? I don't you mean the round-robin ones? Yeah. No, no, we haven't, because I tend to personalise the information that I'm uh, okay. writing to at Christmas, because some people are more interested in um, what... I've been doing, and some people are more interested in what um, the three of you have been doing. <laughs> so I tend to kind of adapt yeah. the letter depending on who I'm writing it to. You pulled a face then as well, like you really didn't like the kind of round robin family newsletters that you might <laughs> that you might get from other people. You know, like the ones um, that people do uh, once and then just copy and, and then send just out copy. Everyone. Yeah, um, I can quite understand why people do them. And it's a great way. I don't mind receiving them because it means you catch up with that person. Mm. They obviously didn't have time to write you a a personal letter. But I would rather have 
something more personal. A personal letter. Yeah. So that's what I tend to do. Okay. I can understand why other people do. Them. <laughs> um, okay, and you have got a letter to read for us today, um, which is sat on the table just over there in a lovely airmail envelope, and it's got one of the like the blue and uh, red and white borders. It looks, it does look pretty old actually. I mean, mostly because you don't see the airmail envelopes anymore so much, but it also looks like it's been well. Handled. Yes, um, I think it's from 1980. 1980. Right. So that's 36 years old. 36 years old. 36 years old, yeah. And um, is there anything you want to tell us about the letter before you read it? Uh, yes, just to put it in context. Um, this is one of many letters that I wrote to my boyfriend when I was 19. Um, we've been going out for about eight months. Um, I was in America for the summer working as a camp counsellor at the end of my gap year and he was in Kenya doing an elective as part of his university course. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so you can start reading the letter whenever you're ready. Okay. Sunday, the 13th of July, 1980. I love you. Hi. Before you say anything about the stamps being stuck on upside down, someone has just informed me that if you do that, it means you love the person you're sending it to. So from now on, my stamps on letters to you will be upside down. I'm afraid this is going to be a really short letter because A, I only have two sheets of airmail paper. B, this is the last letter I'm going to be able to write to Kenya. And C, I'm absolutely shattered. Before I forget, I'll explain what tadgering means. A tadger is an animal that lives at Camp Greenshaws, and he's a cross between a badger, a tiger and a jaguar. He goes around doing good and bad things to people, depending on whether they've been behaving well or not. Whenever he's around, usually at night so no one sees him, he leaves a red T in a circle on doors and walls, etc. Sometimes he lets people sleep in late and brings their breakfast down to the village so that the campers find their morning cereal in the trees, etc. The kids all really love this story and can't wait for the Tadger to come along and leave them some goodies. Well, when some of the councillors get to Tadgering the other councillors, things get more extreme, but it's all still hilariously funny and done good humour. How was Machakos? I presume by the time you read this letter you will have been already. How did the safari go, etc, etc. I'm really, really missing you. I keep taking the pet pills, but I think the genuine thing is the only remedy for my complaint. So roll on August the 19th. If you could contact my mum, she would be able to tell you exactly what time my flight gets into Gatwick. I think it's 7.15am, but check anyway. I'm absolutely covered in bug bites. Seriously, I look as though I've got measles. There are so many of them. They itch like mad and are driving me nuts. They need your soothing touch to make them better. Have you completely recovered from the malaria? What were the malarial pills for? The diabetic session ended on Thursday morning when all the children went home. I'm missing some of them. They were a good bunch. Chris, the boy that I was worried about, told me that he loved me at breakfast on the last day and said he was coming over to see me at Christmas. 
Today, I started to lose weight for real. I think I've heard that somewhere before. Yes, I lapsed again over the weekend, but I figured it took me two sessions to put on this weight, so it's going to take me at least two sessions to get rid of it, which means starting today, and I've succeeded amazingly. I'll keep letting you know how it goes. Thursday afternoon, I got a ride to Louisville with Phyllis, Mark, PJ, Ellen and Anne. I stayed at Mark's house for the night and his mother cooked a really fantastic chicken meal. Mm. The next day we went shopping for food and I also bought myself a new bathing suit. It's sky blue and white stripes with a red and yellow C on it. I sure hope you like it. The reason for me going back to Louisville, etc. was because Mark and some of his school friends were going backpacking in Red River Gorge and he thought I might like to go too. So I did and it was fantastic. One of the girls going had a birthday that day and she wanted to go and set up camp at 1am. So after a three hour drive, we met outside a general store. Mark, Tom, Sue, Kelly and Zochi were at school together. Then me, Chris and Gigi, Zochi's sisters, David and Chris, Sue's friends. We were in three separate cars coming from three different directions and meeting at the stone. And when we met up, we found we had all been stopped by the same state police car. Mark, who was driving in our car, had to get out and do a drunk test. He was nowhere near drunk. And he wanted to know what we were all doing at that time of night. When the policeman found out that everyone in the car bar me went to Eastern Kentucky University, his old school, he was much more friendly and let us go. He had me quite scared for a time. We all found the campsite and just crashed in our sleeping bags until the following morning, until the tents were put up. After breakfast, eaten at 11am, four of us went on a hike up the creek we were camped by for approximately one mile. At this point, the creek ran into the Red River itself. The scenery was so fantastic. I wish that you could have been there. The weather was so hot, we decided to go for a swim in the river. At this point, I have a confession. I took my Snoopy badge off because I didn't want him to get wet and I attached him to some twine and laid him down on the bank with my camera. We then swam up the river for about a quarter of a mile until we came to a huge rock standing out of the bank, about 30 foot high. The guys started jumping off it. After checking the depths of the water below, I picked up the courage to jump off once, but it was a fantastic feeling when I did. After all this, it was getting to 3pm so we decided to go back. It wasn't until we got back to camp that I realised I hadn't got Snoopy. I nearly died. No one understood why I got so upset. I was nearly in tears, literally. He was my good luck charm, the part of you that kept me going. Anyway, Mark walked back up the river with me, and just as we were about to give up and go back, I spotted him lying there and was so relieved I jumped for joy. The rest of the evening I was happy and we all sat around talking and eating. I slept in a hammock that night which was amazingly comfortable. We will have to try one out. Well, I've run out of space but I'll write again soon. I love you and think of you much. Look after yourself. I want you back in one piece. Love, Claire. With kisses to the end of the page. Thank you very much for reading that letter. Uh, it was really interesting to hear. Um, and it was nice to get an idea of what you were like as as a young person. <laughs> not, that, not that you're not young now, but just 
um, what you were like as a teenager anyway. Because uh, was it, were you 19, did you say, or 18 when you wrote it? Um, I was 19 because it was the end of my gap year. 19 years old. So had you worked for the entire year in America? Um, at the beginning of the gap year, I went to America and worked on the same camp mm-hmm. for six weeks. Then I came back to England and I worked for a local charity, mm-hmm. um, organising things for their youth group. And I worked in a biscuit factory, packing mm-hmm. biscuits. And I can't remember what else I did. Uh, but then in the following summer, then I went back to Camp Greenshaws in Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to ask where else it was. Yes, in Kentucky. Kentucky. Um, and did you ever go back again to camp, or was it just the two times? I didn't go back to Kentucky. Mm. I went to visit, my friend was at um, one of their other camps, and I went to visit her, but we didn't go back to that same camp again. And did you enjoy it at the camp? It sounds like it would have been an amazing experience to have. It was fantastic. The camp was in the middle of nowhere, mm. um, little arrangement of villages, um, about four or five chalets per village, mm-hmm. one for the councillors and then the rest all for the children. So we'd get a group of children arriving for a week's holiday and um, it was the Easter Seals Society, so they arranged these holidays for children um, with all kinds of um, additional needs. Yeah. So like in the letter, that was a diabetic session. We had profound and multiple um, physical and learning difficulties for Mm -hmm. some of the children. Some of the children were just um, disadvantaged. Um, So it was a real mix, but it was very interesting. And did the children come from just all over Kentucky? Yes. Uh, One of the things, though, was that I was the only English person on the camp because it was an American charity. mm. They mostly employed American students. But through a contact with my friends, we got jobs out there. Mm. And um, it was just very interesting being the only English person. Did they all comment on your accent? They just, they just... Were they fairly merciless? (laughs) Yes, they just teased me lots and um, affected English accents themselves (laughs) or just would engage me in conversation about absolute rubbish just to hear me talk. (laughs) but I bet they all I bet they all remember you and I bet all the kids kind of remembered you like just having that <laughs> accent or would make you stick out in their mind all the more I'm yes, sure quite possibly um, are you still in touch with any of the people that you worked with on the camp um, one girl yes mm. a girl called Sherry mm-hmm. so when we both left the camp I went travelling with my English friend yeah. and she invited us to go and stay with her and her family in Michigan mm. um, so we did that and that was fantastic um, and then once I came back to England, um, we started corresponding, um, and we still do today. That's really um, nice but to we've hear. now moved on to email. We don't write. Oh, you don't write real actual post posted yeah. letters anymore. We correspond by email. That's really impressive, though, that it's lasted that long. Yeah, that was in touch with a couple of the other people, but that didn't last so long. Yeah. I would say their correspondence with them petered out after. Two or three years. Yeah. The letters to my dad, too. <laughs> yes, we're still together, this boyfriend. <laughs> we're still together. We're still together, yeah. <laughs> We've been married 33 years. 
Um, oh, but that letter's good. from when you've been only been going out eight months. Yeah, so is that what you said at the start of the letter? Yeah, which I didn't know. I thought, I mean, I knew it was from like it must have been from near the start of your relationship. But eight months is doesn't seem that long in comparison to like how long you've been together. But um, what I was going to ask is whether you felt like quite settled in the relationship. It seems that way from the letter, but I don't know whether I'm just like projecting because I know that. You end up together and you're now married, that, that I'm kind of projecting that back onto you. Um, no, it did seem, it seemed, you know, really, really good mm. at the time. And it's quite strange going back and reading the letters, because obviously this is one of several letters mm. that we wrote to each other. Um, and the intensity of yeah. the kind of the relationship at that stage is quite... Quite surprising to me now but um, <laughs> it's um it's really nice to you know go back and mm. and see that that's how we felt so yeah you know at that stage oh, in the relationship and um, so did you write to each other regularly if you were away for the summer you would have been away for what like a month a couple of months about six weeks six weeks yeah and did you write regularly during that time yes we did because um, obviously, at that stage, the only way we had of being in touch with each other was by yeah. post. We didn't have phones and email. Mm. Um, so, yes, we wrote. How um, regularly do you, would you say that you wrote? Um, I don't know. I noticed in one of the other letters that I'd written him two letters that day. Uh-huh. Um, like two separate letters? Two separate letters but, in one day. But then were they posted together or were they? Did they I, post- I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then one day I'd got two letters from him, but they'd been written about a week apart. Oh, really? Um, so I think we were, you know, at the mercy of the post at the time. Yeah. Um, and I also remember in one of the other letters that I said, oh, I'm sorry, I wasn't able to write to you during the last session. We were so busy. So I think we just wrote yeah. as and when we could. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess the time... You say like a couple from Dad or Roger at the same time, but I guess um, like going from Kenya to Kentucky would take a significant amount of time. I don't know what yeah. the turnaround for the, the male was. Um, and originally we thought that maybe Dad would read one of his letters as well to you, but we... He doesn't have any of those letters, or rather, you don't have any of those letters. I can't find the letters he wrote to me. I've searched everywhere because it's really lovely going back and reading through all the correspondence that he's kept. Um, And it was also from when I was at university. Mm. Um, He was in Leicester and I was in Brighton. And we wrote to each other all through that period as well. So we've got those letters. um, And I can't find... Any of the ones that he wrote to me. Do you think you, do you think you've just thrown them away at some point, or do you think they're just like hidden in a in a box or like? I don't know. I am quite good at putting things in safe places that <laughs> I can never ever find again. Um, but I'm also quite good at having clear outs and getting rid of stuff that yeah um, is no longer of practical use. <laughs> I really, really hope that the letters didn't fall into that category. <laughs> because it's 
you know, it's so nice going back and reading them. One of the letters was really scary because he his writing started off as his usual writing and then yeah. it deteriorated to the end of the letter until it was almost an illegible scrawl at the end. Oh and it was because he'd contracted malaria and he was obviously feeling really, really poorly. Um, and, and his handwriting deteriorated yeah. along with it and he was telling me in this scrawl that I feel dreadful, I think I've got malaria, I really, really feel bad. Oh, and then, of course, the letter ended. And and I remember I didn't get another one for about a week. So I bet you were so worried. I was really, really worried that, you know, he was in this room on his own, nobody knew who was ill, and mm. he was potentially dying. And obviously he wasn't, <laughs> and he... He got some treatment, yeah. um, but I think that was obviously a really horrible time for him, but yeah. like, it was a very worrying time for me as well. It seems crazy that he'd like scroll like to the bottom of the letter and then, but then like fold it up and just post it <laughs> and then, anyway, yes. anyway, but without attaching any like note or no PS, PS, I am um, like somebody is looking after me or I am taking tablets now or something yeah. like that. I love the opening line about the stamps being upside down and that meaning, I love you. Did somebody <laughs> yes. just happen to kind of mention that when you were at the camp or how did you find out about it that? It was one of the other counsellors. I put the, because I'd gone with a supply of airmail paper yeah. and envelopes and obviously had to buy the stamps while I was out there. Um, but because they don't have the Queen's head on them, mm -hmm. which is in this country, you know, which way the Queen's head goes. Yeah. Um, I just stuck the stamp on and then realised, oh, flip, that it's... one's gone on upside down. <laughs> and then one of the other councillors said, oh, it doesn't really matter. You know, actually, it means, it means that you love the recipient. It's mm. kind of... I like, I'm sure I read somewhere as well about um, if you put like a stamp in maybe the bottom right hand corner or something, it means, I don't know open this in private or oh, if, really? if you, yeah i'm sure if you stick the stamp somewhere different on the envelope it means something different or conveys some like coded message which uh -huh. is nice i've not heard um, of that that's interesting and what's it say? i just caught a glimpse when you uh, earlier when you were touching it what's it say on the back oh it's just got your return address on the back of the envelope and it's got swalk as well yeah very good um the other thing i was going to ask it's not in this letter i don't think but it is in some of the other letters there's obviously like a shorthand that you use with dad where it's like a series of lines, like there's maybe a long line and then two short lines oh, and then a long line. Um, so some of the children at the camp were deaf. Yeah. And this symbol, okay, mm -hmm. so I'm holding up my hand, my thumb, my little finger and my forefinger extended, but then the middle two fingers are folded down. And that's, um, sign language for I love you. Oh, so, okay. so the you... I, that's the letter I. Yeah. The forefinger and thumb extended are the letter L. And the little finger and the thumb extended are the letter Y. Oh, so you put them all okay. together and it means I love you. Ah, and you just translated that into like strokes of a pen on the page. So there's yes. like a, a short, a long. long. Too short, too short, and then a long. And then a long. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. 
Yeah, so we still do, we still do that on Valentine's cards now. We do still, you? Yeah, we do. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad that I asked that and that I found that out. Um, in fact, on, on another of the envelopes, you've drawn like a, a hand doing it as well, which... Oh, right. I don't know. I looked at it and I thought it was like the... Like, you know, like the devil horns <laughs> where people are like... <laughs> Like rocking out, like doing that, and I didn't think that would be your kind of thing, but no. Um, I also like the the stuff about the Snoopy badge that you have to return to the beach to get. Is that? <gasps> oh yeah. Was that something that Dad had, had given you the Snoopy badge, or was it just something that? Yes, it was a little um, enameled metal Snoopy badge, like a pin, that a pin badge. You, yeah, a little yeah. kind of pin badge that your dad gave me. Mm. And I think I gave him something, but I can't remember what. Mm-hmm. Um, we we do have two Snoopy badges now, so I don't yeah. know if I gave him a Snoopy badge. Um, but we agreed that I would never, ever take it off. Whatever I did <laughs> while I was in America, I had to keep it on me the whole time. And then you took it off. And then I took it off. <laughs> on because I and then you walked away without it. Oh, good you. I didn't want it to get wet. <laughs> um. It must have been, I hate it when you realise that you've like, particularly something that you know means a lot to you, but also to somebody else as well. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad you managed to find it again. Why Snoopy though? Did you, why, what? Um, I don't know. We just, you know, it's one of those teenager things. We both like Snoopy cartoons. Mm. Um, I had collected loads of Snoopy cartoons from whatever paper they were at the time, and I Papered a whole wall of my room in them while I was at mm-hmm. university. Oh, it was just a cute character. Yeah. Um, okay, thank you very much for reading the letter and agreeing to answer my questions. That's all right. Thank you very much for asking. Um, cool. Thank you very much. Have a coffee. Have a hot water. Have a hot water. Open Letters is on Twitter. We're at OPN Letters. Just miss out the E in open. Don't forget to record yourself reading a letter and email it to us. Uh, and finally, I'm going to Vienna tomorrow for a few days. If you'd like me to send you a postcard, just email your address to openletterspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>